the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This is clearly the age of the cowardice. And after all, every coward needs the snake to become a dragon to become a hero. I can't believe it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just that I'm ashamed of not just Joe Biden, the feeble fascist rat. I'm ashamed of the whole damn country. Are you? It's pathetic. It's disgraceful. Protect me. Save me. Pay me. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. Now, I understand this is the age of the spoiled brat millennial who's too cowardice to leave a job he hates with his butter soft hands. He'd rather just spread the misery and complain and hope for a payout. But to pretend that the country was like this is not the case. Our country was not like this. As I watch these idiots on their January 6th Kabuki theater. Idiots and cowards. I was once proud of a, of, of a government in a country that could bounce back from hatred within, from subversion within. Whether you were a Republican or a Democrat, you understood what the communist threat was to this country. You understood how evil and diabolical and scandalous they were and how ruthless they were. And now I listen to these children up there, children like Adam Kinzinger and uh, Daddy's Little Girl. It's Cheney. It's just disgraceful. Just absolutely disgraceful. And they they're pretending that January 6th is the worst thing since the war of 1812. Wrong again, dummy. Police hurry to America's House of Representatives in Washington following an attack by three Puerto Ricans, including Rafael Miranda, who fired on the senators in the chamber. By the way, this is from 1954. Isn't even the news better? Little music, little ambiance, character of voice. No transgendering in this guy. I like this report. Fellow gunman Andres Condero and the woman member of the trio Lolita Lebron are hustled away from the menacing crowd. Firing more than 20 rounds from their Lugo automatics, the three fanatics seriously wounded five senators. Ambulances are rushed to the capital along with doctors from a nearby naval hospital. Alvin Bentley, wounded near the heart and in the stomach, is carried out while police push our cameraman aside. Bentley's condition is still reported as critical. Clifford Davis, a Democrat leader, was wounded in the right leg. In the excitement, a doorkeeper, William Belcher, suffered a heart attack. Republican Ben Jensen received several severe wounds in the back. Many other congressmen escaped death by inches in the chamber. Not a one of them cried. Not a one of them shot several times in the back. Shot twice in the chest and in the stomach. Heart attack by the cop. Nobody cried. 1954. When communists that now would be elected in the Democrat Party attacked the Capitol. 30 shots fired in the Capitol. What would Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney would have done then? Because what they're doing now is an absolute and total disgrace. Here's little Adam Kinzinger, the perfect Republican for Illinois, the perfect representative of an Illinois Republican. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you to my colleagues on the committee. Thank you to our witnesses. Uh, I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. Uh, I've talked to a number of you and gotten to know you. 
I think it's important to tell you right now, though. Are you crying? You guys may, like, individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with, and, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held. What a... (laughs) There's no crying. There's no crying in Congress. You're a man. You're a man. You could cry twice. When your mother dies and Mario Lanza sings. That's it. Maybe, maybe Blue Bayou by Linda Ronstadt. You get a little teary. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in Congress. Rogers Hornsby was. It's no crying. It's a disgrace. 1954 people shot. Shot. Nobody cried. This is, this is really a statement of exactly why. Because of a, of, a, of a virus that has a kill rate that is abysmal, that is worse than the gangster disciples spread throughout the cities in, in America. That I have to put a slave plate on. I'm told to put virus protection for my own good, chemicals in my body. This is why you shut down an economy for a flu. Because the character of this nation is really represented by the Adam Kinzikers, who, if I'm not mistaken, was elected as a not just a member of the Tea Party, but because he was a, a war hero. I, I can, would Audie Murphy have cried? This, first of all, I hope it's it, 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 it's either terrible acting, because I've never really seen. I'm from Morris Park. I live in Elmwood Park. We don't see a lot of men crying. But this doesn't look real to me. doesn't look real to me. Is this real? You know, democracies are not defined <laughs> by our bad days. Yes, yes they are. They are defined by our bad days. That's how it works, dummy. See, and the other thing is we're not a democracy. We're a republic and you're supposed to be a representative, you half man, you fraud of a man, you disgrace to everything. We're defined by how we come back from bad bad days. How we take accountability. See, this, this, this is the kind of guy that should be sitting in a cubicle, all unhappy with his job, but has all the great ideas of how the economy should work, how society should run, how kids should go to school, how money should be allocated in welfare. This is one of those butter-handed baristas that should be sitting there so angry that he just wants free stuff, like the rest of the Biden voting scum. Leave for that. And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee, our mission is very simple. Let's define the truth, and it's to ensure accountability. Now, do you think this, this, what you're looking at, this investigative body, is similar to the investigative bodies that would have been assembled in Cuba, in the Soviet Union, in Venezuela? See, that's how it works in a totalitarian Soviet system, Marxist system, communist system. The so-called government only is operated by apparatchiks of a philosophy like Adam and Liz. That's why the Democrats, Speaker of the House, the one whose husband is a better traitor than Gordon Gekko, that one. That's why they, she handpicked them. She handpicked them because they are going to spew lies and deception and fraud. They will speak the party ticket. They are not interested in actually finding out anything. They are interested in promoting government takeover and to more substantiate why this one police bureaucracy in all of America is beyond reproach and beyond the eyes of the people. This is the only police bureaucracy that is not subject to FOIA. The only one that the people have no say-so of what they do exactly. I want to now know exactly what the Capitol Police Department does. Exactly. I want to know everything. You think Adam's going to figure that out? You think he's going to ask a question? Or is Adam just, just ready for someone to yell action and cry like he was on the days of our lives? Like most Americans, I'm frustrated that six months after a deadly insurrection breached the United States Capitol for several hours on live television. Deadly insurrection. And Representative Halleck shows where a bullet ripped into his desk. Another round splintered the back of a congressman's chair. 
Representative Van Zandt, who helped capture one of the gunmen, points out where a bullet smashed through a chair seat after wounding one of the congressmen. Police demonstrate how a Luger was hidden in Lolita LeBron's handbag when she entered the visitor's gallery before the attack. The other assailant's guns are held as evidence. At police headquarters, reporters learn that a fourth member of the team, Irving Flores, has been arrested. Another Puerto Rican has since been accused of threatening to kill President Eisenhower. See, look, they didn't even need a Congress phony bureau that's getting paid by the hour, whatever the hell they paid themselves. The reporters did it. The reporters investigated, unlike our reporters that spew, spew whatever propaganda the Democrat mafia wants to be told to the people. And that's all that this idiot is going to do, along with Liz Cheney, who is at least a more masculine version of Adam Kinzinger. We still don't know exactly what happened. Why? Because many in my party have treated this as just another partisan fight. It's toxic, and it's a disservice to the officers and their families, to the staff and the employees on the Capitol complex, to the American people who deserve the truth, and to those generations... Now, the Capitol Police are up there now, and they're up there talking about how they, they have PTSD from this. See, because what they're used to is sitting around waiting for break. I am so sick and tired of pretending this is not the cushiest job of all policing in the country. The Capitol Police. Ooh, what do they have to do? Call a tour guide? I think we have somebody missing in the bathroom because he fell between the toilet and the stall door. That's normally what the Capitol Police are about. Although, how would we know? We have no oversight of the Capitol Police. We don't know anything about them. They are, after all, the private police of Congress. Hmm. I wonder if they could write a book, what they would tell, like, say, about a Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, about Chris Dodd, about Joe Biden. It's quite the party right here in the 70s and 80s, although it does explain why he can't figure out what, where the door is or the window. Capitol Police. Boy, they can keep a secret. Before us, who went to war to defend self-governance, because self-governance is at stake. We're not in self-governance. You've undermined politicians, political whores like Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and her dad selling out for a dollar to a lobbyist. We're nowhere near what this country was supposed to be. And if we were, Adam, you wouldn't be anywhere near it. They would have weeded you out in the process. Because even as recent as the 50s, you would have never cut it as a congressman, kid. You should be sitting in some drive-thru asking me if I want 30-weight oil or if I want to do the 40 because my car has high miles. That's what you should be doing. No disrespect to you, Jiffy Lube guys. I love you, too. However, that's what Adam Kinzinger should be doing instead of ruining my damn country. 312-642-5600. All right, I did get uh, I did get a little misty-eyed. Danzel Washington, man on fire at the end. I was a little misty. It's a Mario Lanza singing when your mom dies. Denzel Washington acting. Linda Ronstadt carrying a tune. All right, these are all good reasons. I guess we'll take a list of when it's okay to cry. Getting a lot of heat for the cry comment. Too bad. Think about what these guys would have thought I had of getting in the 50s. Five guys shot, bullets. All right, David and Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean, we got them on this one. These uh January 6th hearings are just fake snowflake. You know, no, they're real. No, no, no. It's real, David. It's real. Okay. This is really happening. What it is is an indication of what's important to your government. So we don't have anything. We're losing this, brother. So to think you're okay, winning, got- so think you're winning when you see what's going on. And here's the other thing. I hate to tell you this. Adam Kinzinger is going to be in office for quite a while. Steve in Schomburg. Hey, Sean. Look. I don't know what you watched earlier, but Adam Kinziger is proving that people should care what happens to law enforcement. And I think you're basically trying to prove something that you can't prove. Look, man. That's Adam Kinzinger crying. That's Adam Kinzinger crying. Serving the military, I had to pay the salaries. Sorry, brother. I wasn't going to go get bossed around by a bunch of cowards. That's just me. That's how I feel about it. I think the soldiers are the bravest people. I think the people who control them and the politicians who turn them into slaves, who turn them into into test dummies for vaccines, I think they're scum. So, no, I wasn't going to do that. 
the first one in my family not to do it. Sorry, but I was prodded not to do it by those very soldiers that were sent to needless wars, that were in control of cowardice politicians like Kinzinger and like you, Steve, morons morons who think they know what's best what i saw is what adam kinzinger did you could see it too you go on this new thing it's called youtube it's on the internet and you could watch little adam kinzinger and that's why adam kinzinger is going to be fine because the republicans like steve morons step and fetch they just want the power they're not interested in the principles joe and dundee yeah sean yeah uh my father uh served in korea and his brother uh, my own Frank served uh, in the South Pacific. And uh, as a little kid, uh, I watched my dad cry over uh, his brother, oh. you know. I mean, that that's something to cry over. Oh, you know, sure. Over your dad's death, but. Absolutely. But, but not but, uh, not the, the, this phony baloney Kinsinger bull. Oh, you can't swear, brother. Can't swear. Sorry. Hope we got him out in time. Did we get him out? Um, Kinzinger is the, is the representative. He's a congressman. However, these are the kind of politicians that send our brave soldiers, the actual warriors. These are the kind of guys that are in control of them and send them the, the various profiteer missions around the country, around the world. And that's why I'm not a big proponent of blind support of it. See, that's what they want to do. They want to blindfold you with patriotism. So they take the credibility and the honor and the dignity that the actual soldier, the private first class, the sergeants, the one that actually do the work, deserve and earn. And they hide these bureaucrats, these cowards behind them. That's why you just don't say military and, and, and put your judgment in your back pocket. That's why you need it even more, because these are the kind of cowards in charge. John in Franklin Park. Yeah, I'm hoping to get some real answers, such as if this was such a horrendous event, how come nobody's been charged with treason with the risk of being executed? Okay, this African-American police officer that was called these bad names, how come there's no collaboration from anybody else that he was called these names? Because this this isn't about what happened. This is not about what happened. This is not about what happened. This isn't about anything to do with it. These are a couple of bad players, and they're trying to use them to indict everybody who voted for Trump. That's the play. This isn't about the people and the criminals. Nobody supports what they did. First of all, I wouldn't even go in that sewer. Nobody supports what they did. Nobody supports violence. Nobody supports pushing policemen. Nobody. Nobody supports that. I didn't have anything to do with that. But you're going to use these people to indict me and every single Trump voter. That's what Adam Kinzinger is doing. He is pretending to be outraged at the actions of a few, but he will indict everyone. And that's the play. It's the trick. It's the art of a con man. Use a little tidbit of actual reality and demonize everybody as if I did this or you did this. Nobody supports this, and I don't have to support that. First of all, I wouldn't dirty my shoes with going to the Capitol. Never. I wouldn't waste my day. With going to the Capitol. I wasn't in on this and I wouldn't be. And nobody would be. Running around with memorabilia on your head like a lunatic. I don't support that. I don't care what they do to that guy. But to use this as a, as a weapon against me is atrocious. And furthermore, to not prosecute the policeman who shot the unarmed girl in the neck. In the neck. Absolutely, he should go up for murder in the same way every cop who murders somebody should go up. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? I think Van Dyke should have got the time he got, and I think this guy should get a day more. 312-642-5600. Oh, boy. I don't know if I would have put that on. When the head of programming is banging at the door with his tie on, his hair is perfect. Can't be good. So Marcus Brown has joined me in studio. Is this about the Nancy Pelosi facelift? You wish. You wish it was about that. Is it about my Auntie Mary Fauci, witch doctor? You wish. That would that would be easy. That'd be a short conversation. This is going to be a long conversation we're having here. And not my uh, stance on the, the vaccine slash my unwillingness to be a lab rat. No? <laughs> All right. Well, this is Marcus Brown, as he's referred to by the staff as the overlord. He is actually the program director here at AM560. He's the one. How many years ago did you call me and we have lunch? You and I first met, I want to say that would have been six or seven years ago. Right. Yeah. Call me up and you said you want to have lunch. 
You and Jeff were there, and I immediately thought I was under indictment or something. You look well, like two you FBI for, you agents. forget the first time we met was actually at one of our golf outings. Oh. Somebody introduced us at a golf outing. I said, this guy here, this is the, the Sean from Elmwood Park that always calls your radio oh. station. I wasn't paying attention because Amy Jacobson was hanging all over me. I was enjoying oh, it. Oh, jeez. You know, she can't resist. What are you going to do? Is that what you believe? Oh, I absolutely. I okay. believe it. Um, yeah, so that's when we met, and you asked me to go to lunch, and then here we go. And you, you said, who asked me to, was it, was it uh, Helene? Yes. So the first, the first person to tell me, this is going to be a, a, a well. I like Helene very we're, much. We're taking the long way around to what's going to be a really big announcement here in a few minutes. But let's just go the whole way around. All right, Why well, not? I just you know we got a, we got a whole segment to burn, Kit. <laughs> if you remember when I first started, I, I got nothing. I don't want to go well, over that. That's again. a good story to tell. Yeah. Right. We'll get to that story too. Yeah, the first person to tell me to put you on the radio was Helene Walsh, who I liked, the wife much. of uh, former talk show host, former congressman, the Gypsy. Joe Walsh, right. yes. Helene told me, put this guy on the radio, and that was that was uh, six or seven years ago. Yeah, I think he's selling aluminum siding now and storm windows to people who don't need them. But go ahead, and it was wonderful. And I came in, and back then, if I remember correctly, didn't he do three hours, Joe? He was do- well, he was doing three hours, uh, which included an hour that was an out of market. It was on other radio stations. And so he asked you to fill in for him. Yeah. Uh, about this time, it was July or August. It was in the summertime. He took vacation yeah. and you filled in uh-huh. and you were sitting, you're standing right where you're standing right now in this very studio. <laughs> yes, and you, you opened the microphone to yeah. start your first segment of radio, your first time really ever hosting big time network radio. Yeah. And we told you the segment's going to be 11 minutes long. You got to fill 11 minutes. So now this is the part where I want to, I want you know, when you're doing radio when you're listening to radio you think that you know it's it's just easy and there's more stuff to talk about than the 11 minutes but to come in and you know me it's not like i walked in with paperwork to come in and uh do 11 minutes of talking with no sound clips if i remember i didn't have a soundbite or anything yeah you you walked in was, pretty much yeah. with nothing in front of you so we what i remember getting a cold sweat of pressure and i remember looking at you saying ah, i got nothing and you said yeah you got about four minutes left <laughs> that is pressure baby i love that though i like that pressure of you know you could very well look ridiculous here and when i told my uh, my wife i'm like you know I, they want me to do a radio show she's like what you know because she's never listened ever and uh, I said, yeah, they, they think I could do a radio show. She's like, you mean to tell me people want to hear what you have to say? That gets us thrown out of every dinner party and party and gets you punched in the face. Yeah, that's, I want, they want to hear. So here we are. So st- shortly after that incident, when you had to fill 11 minutes and had about five minutes worth of material, we decided, <laughs> hey, let's give Sean his own two-hour radio show yep, yep. on Sunday night. So you began doing that, I think, in the, the fall of that year. So that was, yeah. I think, 2015 or 2016. And you did the, uh, the Liberty Hour. I on- built it. Hour with my own hands. Yes, you built that hour with your own two hands uh, for many years, and then uh, it was last summer, almost exactly a year ago to the day, that uh, our friend Steve Cortez told us, "Hey, I've been asked to go work on the Trump campaign. I'm going to step away from my radio show for about a hundred days." And at that moment, my boss, our general manager Jeff Reisman, looked at me and said, "Well, what are we going to do? Who are we going to put in that that afternoon slot?" Yeah, and I said, "Sean Thompson." And after Jeff fell over to the floor and I had to revive him. You know, that's my favorite part, how uncomfortable he was. Like, wait a minute. How long is the delay and how can we get out of this if it goes sideways? I love that about Jeff. He always, he, I could see even now, he walks around like a shark, circling the booth like something could happen at any minute. I love that. Yes. So that was, that was almost exactly a year ago. Uh, and then you filled in for Steve for 100 days. Uh-huh. Steve came back yeah. after the campaign, after the election was over. And then in March... When Steve left to go to Newsmax, we decided, let's bring Sean back and make this a permanent situation. Very happy for me. You know, I I love it. I love doing it. And you know it. Here's the problem with you people. I affectionately like both of you. So when I have to think about negotiating, I don't like it because you're my friends. It's very upsetting. But here we are. And here we are. Yeah. uh, Four months after you've started this afternoon show as a permanent fixture on the radio station. Yeah. The feedback has been very positive. And I've been bugging you. I've been, been calling Hannity. I've been throwing stuff at his door in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you do in oh, Florida? Absolutely. I know exactly where he lives. I yell, give me, give me more time. Yeah. Well, that's, that was the, uh, the request, was give Sean more time, not just from you. Really? But from the audience, from our listeners, from our advertisers. A lot of people have said, really? Sean Thompson needs more time. Because what Sean does cannot be held in just two hours. Yeah. 
And so we're huh. we're announcing Sounds like my first girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are today with a drum roll and everything. We're announcing uh, that Sha- the Sean Thompson show will be expanding effective Monday, August sixteenth. This show is expanding by an hour. Really. <laughs> Here, take that jerk that I hung up on 20 minutes ago. How do you like that? What was his name? Steve Putz. Take it. Another hour of me. Yeah. So beginning Monday, August 16th, the Sean Thompson show will be uh, will begin at 4 o'clock, and you'll be done at 7 o'clock. Now, has it been called MMA radio or anything? MMA radio? It's full contact. It is full contact. Radio. Yes, you, you, it's bare knuckles, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, because I, you know what's funny is that um, a lot of times when I first started, you never did this. You never did this. Jeff never did it. But, you know, people would be like, you know, you should be more like uh, Rush Limbaugh or more like so-and-so. I never wanted to do that because I still think that I want to produce what I like to listen to. I never liked sidestep radio. There's something that has to be talked about, and it's uncomfortable. It should be prodded like a knot in your back. You just keep working it until it's out. And then to me, that's the only way we're going to fix things, right? So Republicans like Kinzinger need to be taken on. I always say we can clean our own house, forget about your neighbor's house. Let the Marxists fall into the corrupt sewers that they create, like Chicago, and so on. I think I'm on to something. I think you may be, and that's why we're going to be expanding the show three hours beginning Monday, August 16th. It's very exciting. 4 to 7 p.m., the Sean Thompson Show. Very exciting, and you may be asking what's going to happen to the rest of the lineup. I was asking that. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you the other big news and he's going to be mad at me. It, well, he might. He might be. That's okay. He's never going to get on TV he's, now. He's fine. He'll, right. He's done very well for himself. Don't worry about Sean. Okay? Yeah, I saw you see his house in Naples. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm tired just walking the length of it. Uh, so, in addition to your show expanding, we're also going to be expanding the Charlie Kirk show, which right now is heard one to two p.m. Charlie's show will now be heard from one to three p.m. Now Charlie's like six five. He's a tall guy. I could take him. Go ahead. I don't know about that. Oh, put your money on the old bitter guy. Well, Go you can ahead. Kick, his, kick his shins, maybe, and <laughs> see if you can knock him me. over. There's a reason a pit bull's the worst dog they attack you. But <laughs> so we're excited to have Charlie Kirk also expand his show 1 to 3 p.m. beginning that same day on the 16th of August. And that means we've got an hour from 3 to 4 p.m. that beginning that same day. Who's in that? That'll be Dr. Sebastian Gorka, who I can guarantee you can't take him. Gorka's a big dude. I saw you guys uh, together at our event back in March. Worry. He's a big guy. Ask my friends. Don't ever count me out. Kid. I'm just saying. The thumb. I'm just saying. Yeah. He, yeah, he's a, a big problem. dude. But how about this? I, I actually had a nice conversation. I liked him. I thought we had a good time at that uh, that fundraiser. So he's on for an hour now. He's live. He'll be live. So one to two p.m. I'm sorry, one to three p.m. Charlie Kirk. All right. Three to four p.m. Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Four to seven p.m. The Sean Thompson Show. All this goes into effect. Monday, August 16th. So do me a favor. If Gorka does get mad, because, you know, he is moody, the accent and everything. Just let him know Charlie Kirk is the one that took the two hours. That's what we'll do. Me. We'll blame, we'll blame it on Charlie. Let those two guys go at each other for a while, and then I'll bet on one of them. About the same height. Yeah. Gorka's got him by at least an eighth grader. Potentially, yes. Yeah. Plus, Gorka could do a push-up. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You're going to get me in big no, trouble. No, I'm I, kidding. I, I like to tease Charlie. We had a, I love to tease him. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's very exciting. And then Gurkha has his show is actually three hours. So then he's going to be Gurkha. Did I say Gurkha? Gurkha. You're thinking of cigars. You know why I'm thinking of a cigar? Sorry, guys. Uh, he's going to be on later then. Correct. Right? So we'll take the other two hours of his show that right now airs in the evening. They're going to air at midnight. So it's like an appetizer. Gorka Live. Exactly. Gorka Live. And the main four. course. You can come back then at midnight and hear the rest of the show if you're, if you're up that late every night. See, and I, you know what I like about this, really? All of us, although we have our disagreements, and you know this, I've had disagreements you know, where we'll discuss things and, and points and issues of specificity. We all really do understand what exactly is happening in this country. And we really do have that mission to shore it up and save it to what we can. Um, and that's why I love it. I really do. Well, and anybody who came... Now that we're done negotiating, I would have done it for free. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. We can, that can be arranged. Upset right we now. can arrange that. No, Don't I'm you kidding. worry. Just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, anybody who came to our event back in March, our Biden the First 100 Days event, where you were there, our friend Steve Cortez was there. Yes. Dr. Gorka was there, and Dan Proft was there. You saw four guys who all were pulling in the same direction, yeah. but you guys didn't agree on everything. No, and that's the beauty of our position, because we are steeped in a principle. What we're disagreeing on is a nuance. 
versus what we disagree on with the American Marxists, which is the entire philosophy of Americanism. So this is why in order for us to work it out, we even though we have disagreements and nuances, we have to always understand we are the only ones that embody Americanism as they embody Marxism. So this is a big deal. So the real question, though, Sean, is given this this change for you, you've got to get here earlier. How long until you forget what time you have to be here and you show up late? Until I, I say I say it's going to be the, like the first day and Misty's <laughs> going to call me in that Misty voice where she sounds like the, the mean Betty Rubble. Where are you? Did you review? Did you listen to clips? You know, that type of thing. But I'll handle it. Okay. Because I love We're counting it. on I you. I love doing it. We're counting on you, Sean. I love doing it. I want to thank everybody because, you know, it wasn't for everybody listening and them sending emails and the advertisers. So thank all of you. I'm having the time of my life. Well, and it's I will incredible. say, and this is, this is you know, the honest to God truth. You know, we've launched, as you know, over the last 15 years that I've been here, we've launched a number of, of new shows, yeah. both in this time slot as well as earlier in the day. And whenever you make a change you get feedback. Some people like the change. Some people don't like the change, right? You can't make everybody happy. So we do our best to listen to the audience, listen to our advertisers and try to put the best lineup on the radio station that we can. When we added you back in March, when Steve left and we put you on, we got so much positive feedback, again, both from our listeners really? and our advertisers. And that doesn't always happen. No. Right. And even in your case, there's been a number of people who've emailed us and said, Hey, I used to listen to Sean previously when he would fill in on the morning show or he'd yeah. fill in elsewhere. I'm not, I wasn't a big fan back then. But now that he's got his own show. So I got time to explain. You've got time to explain things. Yeah. You've, you've grown on people. Right. I love that. In fact, the only negative email we ever got was from some socialist communist moron that was on a radio station that, that speaks a different language at like six in the evening. So I love that. Very exciting. Very exciting. You're okay with me hanging up on a couple of dummies they call out from time to time, right? Let's let's be kind. There are they are listeners, so you need to be oh, be respectful. Gotta, John's upset. You know, John. Well, yeah, you're not following the clock. Yeah, but before I got here, it was just John. Now he's Johnny Rocket. I gave him a personality. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We'll be back. He played it because I just got an extra hour. Jerk. Can't make fun of these music guys. They're very sensitive. Kevin on the northwest side. Hey, how's it going, Sean? Good, Kevin. I'm just uh, talking about, I'm here talking about the Capitol officers. Yes. They're all supposed to get the Gold Congressional Medal of Honor. <clears throat> there's like 118 people that got them in the history of this country. Okay. If someone did, if there's kind of a cop shot, someone like one of them did, it, uh, the city would be burning right now. Agree? Well, I, I have to tell you, I have always viewed these instances of a, of a policeman killing a, a suspect individually. I've never been one of those guys to wave the flag. You know, as I watched the Laquan McDonald thing, I was one of the first. I lost some fans during that time. I said, this is outrageous, you know. As I think what happened in the Capitol when that policeman shot Ashley Babbitt, unarmed, 110-pound girl, crawling through a little skinny window, he could have grabbed her by the hair and thrown her on the ground. But when I grew up, cops were men. Now you pull back and you shoot her in the neck. I think that son of a dog should be charged with murder. So um, the difference is, Kevin, we are not savage. We are not Marxists like the, the, the 1954 attack on the Capitol. That's what an attack on the Capitol looks like, by the way. 30 shots fired, five politicians shot. Drago, Lakeshore Drive. Hey, Sean, let me be the first one to congratulate you. I wish you all the best, man. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate you that. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I just wanted to ask, does anybody remember Susan Rosenberg? And what she did in 1983, she got pardoned by Big Bubba Clinton. Yeah, went out to be uh, to do the fundraising for BLM. And he also pardoned, didn't he? Pardon the last of the FLAN, not the dessert, but the Puerto Rican communists. I like my I like my FLAN with coconut shavings when I go in in Miami and eat the Cuban food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Susan. Uh, she didn't exactly say. I mean, she brought the gun. She wanted to uh, huh. shoot the uh, Republican senator. Yeah. Well, Adam Kinzinger was crying back then, too, because he was a little baby back then. He doesn't remember anything. Thank you so much, Drago, and thank the rest of you. I'm sorry we got to go to break fast, this radio show. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Patrick Wood is a leading and critical expert on sustainable development, green economy, Agenda 21. He's an author of numerous books, as we are now living in the era of technocrats and dictates. I wanted to bring him on. Patrick, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey, John, doing great. Thanks for having me on. So tell me about your books, because I'm reading, um, I have to confess, I have not read all of them. I'm reading a summary of your latest one. Tell me about your books and uh, what you see on the horizon. Well, the, the whole idea of, of technocracy is quite old, Sean. It started back in the 1930s at Columbia University, of, of all places. And uh, it kind of went dormant um, after about 19, early 1940s. Um, the idea has been resuscitated. Uh, it's basically a replacement economic system for capitalism and free enterprise. Uh, that is a complete uh, replacement economic system. Uh, you can call it today sustainable development. You could call it the Great Reset. You could call it uh, the Green New Deal. Uh, that's what it is. And it's a resource-based economic system that, that will basically twist the resources of the world out of our hands and into the hands of uh, people who would control those resources for the benefit of the people. Uh, this is not the direction America wants to take, of course, because our country is based on private property and the right to own things and do things and produce things, etc. cetera. Uh, this is the backbone of our economic system. Well, so Patrick, this is a very dangerous thing that's come up here in, in recent years. And as you see our reality and you see pseudoscience, and you see so-called technocrats that are similar to Lysenko of the Soviet Union, and you see bureaucracies that are taking away those very property rights and the Americanism you appreciate and write about. Yes, exactly right. How is it possible in this modern day when I've got 320-pound slobs telling me how to be healthy, telling me to put a mask on and put something in my arm that I don't want to, now mandating the idea that if I don't do it, I am to be ostracized. How exactly can we push back against the collapse of Americanism? Well, this, that's a great question. We need a lot of Americans to stand up in a hurry and push back on this because it's just about a fait accompli in America. Well, around the world, too. It's not just us. It's everywhere. But I'll tell you what, this whole thing came down to the local level originally. That's how it got kind of sprinkled all over the place uh, around the world in our country. Every community's riddled with this stuff. The only way we can push back is from a local basis. It, you know, in other words, transforming, retransforming your own local community back to where it should be and where government has the correct uh, role with the people. Right now, it's upside down, as you know, where the where these technocrats like Anthony Fauci are telling the whole country what to do based on guidelines that are not law and based on, you know, rules that don't exist. And it's just absolutely crazy. Congress is out to lunch. Most local, local city councils are out to lunch as well. So, Patrick. This can be changed by people on a local basis. So, now, Patrick, here's what I think. All right? Because we're going to do this. I I. I, I do interviews different than normal people, so this is not going to be normal for you. I see this as I'm talking to you from the sewer of corruption, the mafia, Democrat mafia head of, of America, Chicago, Illinois. Mm. It is so bastardized and so corrupt by so many people, good people, voting for Democrat mafia members so they could get a garbage can or their moron nephew a government job. It's over. It's bankrupt. Flush it. States like Illinois, states like New York, New Jersey, it is too hopeless. I'm not going to waste a minute of my time pulling it out. But I think if people who are believe in Americanism like we do run to high ground and grab and move to the 21, 26 states that are trying to put a pushback against American Marxism and communism and socialism destroying the nation. Only from those places where we do have representative republics 
and Republicans, we can mount a comeback. I think it is actually time for us to talk about insulating ourselves and using American law as the shield it was intended to versus the spirit has become in the totalitarian Democrat hubs. What do you think? Yes. I would I would tend to agree with you. There's some areas and some cities that are so much more difficult than others. Um, I'm from Arizona personally, and uh, you know we're we're mostly a red state, but you know we're kind of we got some purple, uh, some tim- hin- hints of purple now with uh, with our political system out here. But um, there are some areas that are more easily you know converted and worked back to where they ought to be than others. And Chicago has got to be just a really difficult situation. You know, I know you, you feel our pain, Patrick, because you're aware. You're, you're aware of the principles, and you understand what happens when you become unmoored from those principles. You are just floating in a sea of, of, of corruption and oligarchs, and, and uh, it, it does not have a trajectory that ends well. You end up sinking while some of the rats get fat. But if we good Illinoisans were to run to Arizona, were to run, maybe we could save it or run to Wyoming or Florida, which, by the way, in full disclosure, I sell real estate in South Florida. So I have an interest in that. But my point is, we have a better chance of surviving from those places than wasting our time and fighting against the Adam Kinzingers of the world and the Liz Cheney's and the Mitt Romney's. We would be better off moving to Utah and taking back Utah from what has been corrupted versus trying to save states like Illinois, New York, New Jersey, and these Democrat mafia hubs like L.A. and the rest of it, or California and the rest of it. What do you, I mean, which way would you put your money on? Which, where would you put your money in the future? Well, <laughs> it's impossible for a lot of people to move. That, that's, that's one thing right now. A lot of people right now, they've been so broken by this whole COVID thing they're living paycheck to paycheck. They can't possibly move. Uh, they're just locked in where they are. So the, the question kind of is, what can everybody do as they, as they um, uh, you know, wherever they might be in the country, they can do something that's right in front of them that will be useful. And even if they, even if they can't go to a Florida and be available in Florida for action, they can still do something right where they are. And it's important for people to have that kind of hope to, that they, okay, am, can I make a difference right where I am? And I, my feeling is, and, and my work with Citizens for Free Speech as well, is that everybody has a role to play right where they are. They need to stop playing the globalist role. They need to stop playing the medical technocrat role. And they need to play the role of a constitutional American. And um, uh, maybe you can only influence a few people on your block. Maybe maybe only a couple of people in your family, whatever. But everybody has a role to play, regardless of where they are, and they shouldn't be disheartened if they're so broke they can't move to a state that might be more friendly to them. Now, you are also an expert in the Trojan horse of the nonsense green energy movement, which we're not the first to try it. In fact, it was tried in Germany by a little guy in a Hugo Boss costume and a strange mustache. So we are going to live through this rise of what I call the Fourth Reich, the American Democrat Party, as they hide behind these virtue shields and Trojan horses to usurp every aspect of your economic life. This Green New Deal and all of it, it's all wound in the so-called infrastructure. What can we mere capitalists and Americans do against a government that has spotted the enemy and it's us? Well, first, every every business that kind of understands why they exist in America uh, needs to stop playing the role and stop buying into this globalist mantra that somehow the Great Recess is going to be good for them. Um, you can look at a Klaus Schwab, and you can look at all the members of the World Economic Forum, for instance, and, and across the board, I mean, there's hundreds of the global corporations that belong to the World Economic Forum. You can look at all these companies and leaders of these companies you can't really pin Marxism on them. They're, they're a strange breed, a new breed of, of actor, uh, I believe, more appropriately called technocrats rather than just, just Marxists. But it was predicted years ago by some very astute political scientists like Zbigniew Brzezinski, for instance, that Marxism would be used to destroy the capitalist system so the technocracy could rise up in its place and institute its own resource-based economic system. Uh, I think this is playing out right now. I think we see this playing out right now. It's really nefarious. It's too big for a lot of people to understand, I have to say, but 
um, the people at the World Economic Forum right now, they're marching to a different drum. They're, they're marching to a tech, technocracy drum. They're marching to a transhumanist drum. Um, they're at, in my opinion, they're all off the rails, but they, they have the money. <laughs> they're, yeah. the, they're the global oligarch monopoly, if you will. They got the money basically to do what they want to do. The only way we can stop them, in, in, in my opinion at this point, is simply not to participate, not to play, not to buy into anything that they are trying to do to the world. Now, I'm no Sherlock Holmes, but when we have an organization called the World Economic Forum, and it's led by a guy named Klaus Schwab, shouldn't we be nervous? You bet you should be nervous. <laughs> I mean, the, are you? It's almost—it's so ironic. It's so obvious. I am just amazed that there are still kids and old people because they're willing to sell out for rent money and food or whatever the case is. That they literally are voting in a collectivist ideology that guarantees a future of devastation and feudalism. I mean, that's why I want to run to the 21 states, just separate, and they could have the rest. We'll buy back the country later at 50% off. <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> the Great Reset uh, and Klaus Schwab talk about building back better. This is a mantra I've, I've heard all over the world. Uh, leaders are using this. We're going to build back better this time. Yeah. You know, when you say something like that, you're predicating that something's been destroyed in, first. You, ha- you can't build back on something that's still there. Uh, you build back on the ashes of something and burn down. Well, this is exactly what they're planning and, and intending to do is essentially use a, like a scorched earth policy for our modern economic system that you and I know very well. And once that is destroyed, then they can come in and implement it. But the, the Marxist element in the world, and especially our country, has been used to destroy the existing economic system and the social fabric of the country so that these people could come in and take over when everything is just all burnt down. Patrick, they're riddled in scandal. This is a scam that's been going on for 50 years. They're enriching their offspring. They're moron brothers and sisters, Solyndra, all the rest of it. It's just, it's systemic with fraud and corruption. Why in the hell don't the Democrat voter, I mean, are they just this stupid? Well, you know, this is this has slipped through um, Democrat and Republican administrations for 50 years. It hasn't, we can't lay it at the feet of anyone particular political party, but we can lay it at the feet of individual people that have, you know, participated and brought it in. It's been, it has flip-flopped back and forth between uh, a George H.W. Bush and a Bill Clinton, and then uh, George W. Bush with Dick Cheney, total globalist. Uh, Obama came in after that. Obama's a total globalist as well. Same people doing the same kind of thing. Um, while while the dogfight has been happening at the top of the, uh, you know the, the on the video all the time on the TV screen between Republicans and Democrats, nobody has noticed that this technocrat agenda has just slipped right under it like you know like a submarine under the water. <laughs> just, yeah. They just continued to progress, and here we are today. They they're surfacing now openly surfacing like the Anthony Fauci's of the world. They're they're sticking their head up. They're saying, "Hey, we're in charge here. We we control the narrative now. We're going to tell you what to do." And in our case, it has nothing to do with the rule of law. It has to do with guidelines. America was not built on guidelines. I'm sorry, it wasn't. And we should reject every single guideline that we hear thrown at us from anywhere, whether it's from Fauci or anybody else. Guidelines are not law. If they want law, we'll, we'll obey the law. Go to Congress and pass a law, you morons. Yeah. They could do that. but they Well, actually, they couldn't. They, yeah. Congress would throw them out of their ear. But... This is what we need to tell them. You want to you want to change it? Go go get a law passed, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Patrick, he's the author of numerous books. He's an expert in what's coming. I look forward to meeting you in person in the reeducation camps. Thank you so much for all the work you do, and thank you for joining me. My pleasure, Sean. Anytime. Patrick Wood will be back after this. You know why I uh, was very excited to have Patrick Wood on. Do you see a theme? Economic, social, education, health. All because of pseudo-experts, pseudo-scientists. Let's say they are. Let's say they are experts and they are scientists, whatever. You still don't get to use your opinion, your theory, to take away my rights and freedom. 
This is America 101. Yet here we are in the year 2021. And on every aspect, this is what you're being sold. All in the name of your own good in every one of those aspects. You must just take your principles of Americanism, of individuality, of unalienable rights, of you, the individual, your opinion, all of it. And I'm sorry you feel that way, but you're just going to have to take it. And we're in charge now. It really does explain everything. Will you require all federal employees to get vaccinated? That's under consideration right now, but if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. So let me tell you, Biden, so he mandated all the federal things, right? Your opinion of what you think I am means zero to me. Zero. Your opinion and all of your followers, voters, and Marxists around the world, I don't care what you think of me because you are in the party of force and tyranny. You are in the party of cannot. So you must use law as a weapon against me. You cannot convince me to be a socialist. You cannot convince me to comply, to be a lab rat. You cannot convince me to give away my freedom and my property. So force is all you have, low life. So your opinion, and by the way, your butter-handed losers that voted for you, their opinion. I don't give a rip. It doesn't mean anything in my opinion of myself, which is the only thing that matters. So all of you vaccinated people, God bless you. I'm glad you got it. Don't mask for me because I'm not going to mask for you. Let's be very clear. I'm not asking you for your rights, but you sure as hell aren't going to take mine. Teresa, where are you? Teresa on the north side. I'm right here, Sean. Hi. How are you? Um, you know, that whole uh, build back better thing. I mean, a Trump hater came up with that one. No, it's actually Hitler. It's all the same regurgitation. Build back better. Build a better Germany. It's all tweaks on old fascistic, on old socialists, on old communists. That's all they got. They're regurgitating a system and an ideology that is responsible for hundreds of millions of deaths, despair, and feudalism around the world. Exactly. I'll go with President Trump. Make America great again. Let's try that one. Well, we're going to make America um, last again. Then they're under Biden. Yeah. yeah no kidding. Yeah. Uh, I just also I wanted to say congratulations on the extra hour. I uh, love it. Thank you. I'm excited. And now, when are you going to be a guest on news programs like Fox News and Newsmax? Because oh, I'm not I see putting on a tie. You. All my life I had to put I, on a tie. I'm not wearing a tie. You don't have to put on a tie. Yeah, I see that coming for you, Sean. Oh, thank you. Yeah, better hurry up. I'm losing hair like my neck was on fire. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Tony Indire. Hey, Sean. Love you. Love your show. Thank you, brother. Hey, um, I was just wondering if you or maybe any of the listeners might know if there is some kind of, like, database that can tell if you're vaccinated. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to make some, you know, fake. Easy, easy. You're not going to do that. I'm not going to promote that. But I get it. I'm not. But but say this guy I know down the streets that he was going. Here's how you do it, Tony. Here's how you do it. I can help you with this. All right. Because you and I are on the same wavelength. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to say if you were asked to or forced to wear a star in World War II Germany, would you wear it or would you tear it off and pretend not to be? What would you do? This is the same fascism. This is the same force. This is we're going to end up in the same place if we don't push back. I would wear it. No, yeah, you wear it or you tear it off. It's up to you. That's where we go. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Thanks for the calls. We'll be back after this. This is the day I wish I had the extra hour already. You know what? We're all masks, mandates, and all of it, and it's all very real. It's all very scary. Stimulus checks as a monthly payment in the new reconciliation bill. 2000 a month because of a communist front group named Change.org. Get uh, two and a half million bums that want $2,000 a month because they say they're entitled to it. It's all in the, the, the infrastructure. Sooner or later, this nonsense is going to pass. You realize that, right? Sooner or later, it's going to pass. You're going to be watching the masks and the Eurovix, and I understand why. 
This is what's going on behind the curtain as the Marxist magician try to get your attention. It's really quite disgusting and despicable. Mike in West Bend. Hi, Mike. Mike, Mike. Hey, Sean. Yeah, buddy. Hey, I'm digging your I'm digging your new hours. Thank you, thank you. I, I start in two weeks, and it's going to kind of screw up my schedule and possibly my tan, but I'm in. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you, um, what, what happens to the Hannity show? I don't know, but judging by the house and the boat and back and all the rest of it, uh, he can take it. No, I don't know. I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, it's something that uh, just happened, and I haven't uh, gotten all the particulars, but I'm excited about it. And, Congratulations. And, and Hannity's on. Listen, Hannity's all about the mission. He 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 agrees, and whatever's best to move our principles back in the forefront and to shore up our country. Thank you very much, Mike, and thank you for listening, Miles on two ninety four. Hey, uh, congratulations on the new hours, Sean. Thank you, brother. But uh, I liked Mr. Wood's interview and talk about that making them pass laws. But behind the curtain, they've got the federal regulation. You know, the Constitution is about 9,000 words long, and the definition of canned vegetables is 14,000 words with the Food and Drug Administration. Miles, this is why I like your calls, because you understand a regulation is just a law by another word. And absolutely, and it's a felony to disobey them. Yeah. So we all commit felonies every single day. You can't get through life. Shh, Miles, quiet. We've got the G-men that are listening. Thank you very much, Miles, and thank you moreover for listening and the compliment. Let's go to my friend, who I really, I really do. I always like this guy. Always I'm going to like him my whole life. David Hockberg, how are you, handsome? Wait, got to let the guys Three break. hours. Go ahead, buddy. I, I, they had you on mute. What, what was that? Yeah, yeah, it helps when you when you hit the call button to bring on the air, for God's sake. Just wanted to call to congratulate you. Uh, Well-deserved, long overdue. Should have been on there instead of Cortez years ago. I pulled my money off that station until they, until they put you on. Couldn't stand that guy. Love you. Thank you. And uh, just, I just wanted to wish you. I heard, I heard Marcus talk about advertisers stepping up and supporting you. I was one of the guys that pulled money off until they put you on. So. And that's because you love uh, me, though. See, you're not fair. This is like, this is why, because you love me, and it's not fair. It would be like my friends, because you are my friend, and I'm very honest. No, 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 no. Because we do disagree. Tell the people the truth. You're talented. (laughs) I I saw something there. I always liked it. You always told the truth. You were local. You were not some uh, 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 card-carrying member of the Republican Party that read off of... uh, Talking, talking points. points like mm-hmm. others did on that on that hour. You speak the truth. You speak your mind. You speak what you feel. Yeah. You're not plastic and a robot, and that's why Chicago loves you. And I'm glad they got their heads out of their rectums and gave you three hours. Long overdue. I love them. So. I do. I love them. And uh, tell the truth, the old lady's not too bad either. Oh, your wife's a smoke show. I don't know what the hell she's doing with you, but uh, yeah, and, and she's great. And she's got to be highly medicated to stay with you. I don't know how the hell you She's addicted to the sex. I'm a tiger in the sack. No, I'm kidding. My mother-in-law is listening. <laughs> kidding. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Love you. Goodbye. Thank See you later. Keep All up right. the good Thank you very much. Sorry. You know, she's going to be mad. I love it. All right. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, congratulations. I was one of those people calling. I remember when you used to huh? call in. I used to be right behind you sometimes and. Uh, I knew you were going places on the radio, whether you liked it or not, and I'm, I'm oh. glad to hear you. you've got three hours. Thank now you, brother. we just got to get Prager back for his full three hours, and we'll have a great So, Don, I want your prediction, because I know you're a radio aficionado, and I know you listen to the, all the information and all the news. I believe that the, the infrastructure boondoggle will pass. <laughs> I believe that reconciliation will hide in it the $2,000 monthly payments to the base of the Democrat mafia, the welfare recipients. I also believe it will be what ultimately is the Achilles heel of a once great nation. What do you think? I agree. And you know what? One of them slipped the other day and they started calling it a human infrastructure bill. Do you believe it? Mm-hmm. Human infrastructure, because they're going to help mental health and all kinds of other stuff. All the all the kids down in the south side that are getting PTSD from all the shooting going on. There's going to be infrastructure for them. You know, too. that's that's an interesting point. 
the PTSD, because what, what is happening now, these Capitol Police are crying about what happened on January 6th as if it was PTSD and as if they were destroyed. Well, Yet they couldn't live well, one weekend in the Democrat hub of Chicago, the sewer built oh by the God. ghetto built oh by God. Democrat policies. They couldn't make it one weekend, not Friday night to Sunday. They'd all be walking around like they were in a Stephen King movie. Don, thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's disgraceful, this not this con job between Kinzinger crying, Capitol Police and the trauma. You couldn't make it one weekend in a Democrat city. Look at how good they build it. Take a gander at the, re- the reality of what Chicago really does build and how it looks. A man is shot during attempted robbery in the West Loop. Our nonstop news crew spotted police taping off this area on Madison and Canal. This is where police found the 53-year-old man. It was just before 1130 last night. You can see the shattered window, a bullet hole through that. The man told police that people tried to rob him before he was shot. He was taken to Stroger High. And that's a Monday night. That's a Monday night. Let's let's go over some more Democrat hub successes. 312-642-5600. see some testimony before Congress. Let's get a couple of seventh graders from the sewers and ghettos that the Democrats build to testify. Let's take a look at the man that was beaten, 68 years old, beaten in New York City. A brutal beating and robbery caught on camera in Brooklyn. A 68-year-old man is hospitalized after being repeatedly punched and kicked by a man who had been riding a city bike. And if you watch this, it's disgraceful. The guy was doing nothing, bike rides by, just like Barbara Boxer. Although in the mugger's defense, I'm pretty sure he thought it was Al Pacino. As she was mugged, another old lady mugged and beaten. She tried to reason with him. I'm just a grandma. I want to call my grandkids. They don't care. Because the situations that the Democrats have built for the people who live, unfortunately, in their districts is so hopeless that they become feral. Because that's how you survive in a futile system. Bart in Bridgeport. Hey, Daddy O, congratulations, first of Thank all. You very High much. time. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Thank you you got to have a big old Gurkha to celebrate, you know, named after Sebastian Gurkha. Yeah, exactly. And I screwed not. up his name. What are you going to do? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. And then the other thing is, um, as far as the Capitol Police go, they've got to have no accountability because if a congressman or a senator is found in a bus station men's room with a page boy, or what have you. <laughs> he's a Republican. Suppress them. Oh, I thought I was supposed to finish with what party he's affiliated with. He's a Republican. We've got right. to suppress it. We can't have accountability. We know the media won't look, but normal people would use FOIA to hold these people to account. So, why? Yeah, you know, Bart, why that's, that's my want. favorite part. So Congress creates this, politi- this police organization, and they make sure that the public can never never get information of exactly what they're doing. It does explain how the Kennedys, how the Chris Dodds, how the Joe Bidens were able to get home safe all those nights of clearly drinking and partying until all hours of the night. It also explains the Swalwell. It may be their position isn't really so much as to be a police force as it is to be a protection agency for the corruption that is Congress. Oh, I like that. Thank you, Bart. And thank you. for the while, they, while they impede on our Second Amendment. Like that part, too. Thank you very much. All right. I'm going to go to Megan because I'm curious. Megan, what do you want to talk about in France? The protests, the the mandated masking and the repeat and call for liberty or what else? Hi. um, Yeah. So the vaccine pass. Well, first of all, Sean, congratulations. I'm so excited about another hour to be able to listen to you. That's fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate Um, that. So is Misty because I get about, I only go through about 50% of the clips I send her. So now she will feel like she doesn't have to save them overnight. um, But I want to talk to you about the vaccine pass. Uh, Did you hear that you're going to need to have to present a vaccine pass to go into any business? And if you you don't Mm. present one, I try and get in. They're going to give you six months in jail or a fine. Let's do this. It's not going to be any business. It's only going to be the to to the totalitarian Democrat underwritten businesses. Businesses that are owned by people like me and you are going to say right here with that regulation. That's what they're going to do. So I do Um, think this will just add the 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 wedge of the, the division into this country even greater in. That's what I think. It's just going to split us yeah. even further. But it's a terrible thing. It's do, you think terrible. We're, do you think we're headed there? Do you Absolutely. Think we're headed to, um, Absolutely. In fact, scary. Megan, as you see, this particular government, 
doesn't doesn't reject the socialism and collectivism of Europe. They want to imitate it. Biden and the Marxist Democrats, the mafia, they're not interested in going to the principles of Americanism and individuality. They literally want to model everything these socialist countries do to their people. That's why they they mention them so much. That's why they cater to them. That's why they bow to them. That's why Joe Biden is more interested in what the German chancellor and the citizens think than the Americans. Thank you very much for the call. These are dark days ahead. And that is absolutely coming to America, as I believe I predicted on Monday. Bill in Evergreen Park. Hey, back in November, I wrote, Manager Associates, when are you going to get Sean Thompson back on? Love take him back as Sunday night fraud. If so, that's not enough. Bill, I owe you. I owe you, baby. Yep. All right. You do okay. And you know what? I remember four years ago or so when you'd call in to Wolf and Proft and everybody, you could smell their eye roll. Sean from Normwood Park <laughs> is here. Yeah. Proft hey, with his Pee Wee Herman costume on. Congratulations. So, thank you, brother. I appreciate that very much. It means a lot to me. It really does. You know, I owe this all to you, really, honestly. My wife was right. I've been doing this, getting kicked out of parties, punched in the face all my life. It's because of you that I now have a microphone, and I'm having the time of my life. And I promise you this. I am never, ever going to sell out to a party. I, I can't. See, you know, I was thinking about this. 2000 a month, these people, 3 million people. I swear on my mother, give me a million dollars and try to tell me to be a slave. I'll tear the check up. Because I'm more proud. It's more valuable to be an American and have principles of, of Americanism and to be free. But I was always like that. I never cared about money. That's why I never stayed in a job where I felt I wasn't happy. I recommend you do the rest. Life is short, and the Democrats are going to take your time away. Joe and Dundee. Yay, Sean. Congrats on your ex shower. Uh, Thank you, brother. Can we, uh, yeah, can, can we get rid of uh, Cheney and Kinzinger. Well, you get rid of Cheney with a beef sandwich. You get rid of Kinzinger with a putty, a binky, as it's called in my family. I mean, how do you get rid of them? This is what the people vote for. Hopefully the people wake up. I'll be back in 22 hours. I had a time of my life. Thank you. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.